Hello and welcome to the Breaking Free podcast. I'm your host, Nathan Francis. And so I'm very grateful and humbled to be joined by Himi Gonzalez. Himi was on Jason's podcast about three or four weeks ago. I, I listened to it and I was I was like, I've have felt an intuitive pull uh, to reach out to Himi and get and get her on my show because the work she she does as a women empowerment coach and many other hats that that, that she wears. Is awesome, and a lot of young women need to hear this message and hear her story because it's quite inspiring. Um, from what I've heard and from what I've looked at, she worked in the media. She's done it all, um, and she's and she's living over in the uh, Caribbean right now, which I'm very jealous of, looking very tanned. Uh, it's winter down here where I'm from, and I'm quite white. So when she came on before, I'm like, oh, I want my tan back so bad. So really awesome to have her on today. Um, she's a mutual friend of um, of Jason's, and uh, j- um, I'm really glad that she jumped on Jason so that I could then reach out as well and uh, share her story and share her message. And uh, hopefully, a lot of young women feel inspired and, and empowered today to start taking some action towards their better selves. Um, without any further ado, Himi, welcome to my show today. Well, tonight for you. Um, lots of things to, to discuss, so I'm looking forward to it. So let's get into it. Hey, thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to uh, share some of uh, my experiences and I'm um, very grateful that you reached out and that you invited me. So thank you so much. No worries. Your story. Let's let's jump into it. So yeah, let's uh, let's delve into the Himi Gonzalez story. I'm sure oh, it's someone. <laughs> I've, only heard, I've only heard little bits and pieces, so I'm looking forward to hearing yeah. Do you have three days? No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, so I'm Colombian. I'm from uh, South America. And, um, you know, the environment that I grew up in um, is Colombia is an amazing country. It's a beautiful place. But we grew up in a war torn environment. The drug wars were taking place um, and uh, the guerrillas. And it was just like a really... Uh, weird environment to grow up and let's put it that way and I started to notice something very interesting you know that and it's that um there was this whole culture about uh you know like turning women into the kind of women that the drug dealers wanted to have for themselves um and then what 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 is this like what does this even look like and so it was like the breast augmentation and it was the you know um uh, uh you know just looking very sexualized and very provocative and it was really fascinating how that really permeated the culture and we got to a place where parents were giving their 15 year olds breast implants as a sweet 16 like for us it's sweet 15 uh gift so now it's like so normal there so that was one thing another thing um during my upbringing was uh so I'm 46 in four days and uh when I was growing up this was a time when they started to um really really popularize uh, the models and their lifestyle. So it was Claudia Schiffer and it was um, uh, Naomi Campbell and uh, Cindy Crawford and these women. And my generation um, became obsessed with 
these girls. So on the one hand, you know, like it was like a lot of women wanting to go for this, um, you know, drug dealer, a girlfriend kind of look. But then on the other side, it was the super skinny, um, you know, model kind of look. And then we just started to get bombarded with this kind of imagery. And then we had another one, which was, you know, the Hollywood um, kind of imagery and the messages that they were delivering that if you were easy, then you would be popular. And, uh, yeah, it's just, and, and then, you know, how you diet and uh, like how eating this is bad and how this is going to make you fat and, you know, just all this. So mm. why am I starting with this? Well, I love to share a story uh, that was what woke me up and what snapped me out of this. And I was um, interviewing um, the Indians in the mountains many years after that in Colombia. So my timeline, uh, just so I make a little interjection here, my timeline <laughs> goes through many different countries. I've lived in many different countries um, and I've worked in many different fields. So as we go along, I'll be bringing in different elements from all this. So I'm like, flash forward, this is like early 2000s, okay? Um, and so I was working in the media at the time and I was also a holistic health coach by this moment. And as a side thing, I went with my, with uh, one of my mentor's son. Um, I met one of my mentors' name is Paul Czech. So I was with his son in the mountains in Colombia and we we're filming a documentary because so we wanted to do this whole thing about Weston A. Price, anything. And it's just this whole thing about food. But then we realized that there was this whole conspiracy and they were spraying the mountain and the Indians with glyphosate. Anyway, that's a whole other story. But as uh, my partner in the documentary was getting ready to shoot, I started talking to the Indian. So this Indian is uh, from the Kogi tribe. And this is uh, in the mountains in Colombia. And I uh, asked the Indian out of the blue. I don't even know why I asked him this. I said, what's your idea of a beautiful woman? And uh, this man said to me, well, that she's a good wife and that she's, you know, and he started to describe like traits and qualities. And I kept trying to reframe the question because I kept thinking through my quote unquote, civilized arrogance that he wasn't understanding me. Um, and I just kept rephrasing, rephrasing the question until I realized that he was not going to give me a different answer and that it wasn't him who didn't understand. It was me who didn't understand. And it was that he had never been exposed to billboards, magazines, TV, etc. So he had none of these social constructs. And at that moment, like, it just blew my mind. And I just thought, well, if this is a construct, this whole idea of beauty, what else is? And that just really triggered my curiosity. And I just, out of that experience, I just saw the world in a completely different light. And when I was talking to Jason in the interview, um, I, I didn't say it at that moment, but it was uh, the, the way that I always describe it. And he was describing another scenario just like this. And it was that at that moment, I thought, this is like if I've been living in water 
And I don't know, I'm living in water because it's water. It's what I've grown up in. And then suddenly it's like somebody takes me to dry land and I go, oh, there's dry land. And by the way, that's water. So this very abstract thing that I'm saying means that we have been immersed since we're children. That's why I started with my story in Colombia and all that. Um, Exposed to television, magazines, billboards. And I will be talking about it because I've written for magazines and I've worked on camera um, on uh, in the U.S. Uh, for Latin TV. And it was national and in other countries in in uh, Latin America. So um, so I am talking to you also as an insider into this field. Um, and uh, I'm talking to you not just about the spells, uh, that's more the medieval term, <laughs> the more logical, rational, modern term would be programming, mm. you know, <laughs> so I can talk to you about the spells that I've been, that I've put myself under through these multiple sources of media, but also as somebody who worked in spellcasting central media, mm. um, and, uh, <laughs> so this, like, this is why I want to share like these different perspectives and this will be like a weave uh, of different things. So after that experience, um, I started to see everything so different and I just started to see the level of brainwashing um, that we are exposed to. And if I was to, you know, just peel that onion of different themes, you know, right to its core, I would get to the core theme here is about teaching women to hate their bodies, teaching women to feel like they are not enough, but that if they do this, and there's always some carrot that they're dangling in front of us, you will be enough and you will, you know, go to the promised land of, you know, happily ever after the perfect body, the perfect life, basically Barbie life. Um, and uh, <laughs> nothing could be further from the truth. I've uh, worked with a lot of people that have pursued that and could look like a Barbie and, you know, have the kid and the house and everything. And uh, they're extremely miserable mm. because that's not where happiness is found. And when you get to that place, and you realize that all the fairy tales that they told you about what would make you happy doesn't make you happy, then you really get depressed. Because if you're there, then what do you do from there if you're not happy? And that's oftentimes a place that invites some people into going a little psychotic and just getting obsessed with power, et cetera. And in other cases, it just sends people inside themselves to really discover you know, what happiness is. So this carrot that they keep dangling uh, in front of us is a seduction. Is a seduction. It's It puts us in a place where we're always chasing our tails and uh, it leads to an empty, sad, lonely place. And I'm not, when I say lonely, I'm not talking about aloneness because aloneness is a choice. I'm talking about lonely when you feel that you are lonely there's there's a difference between uh, both states so 
nothing like what we've been sold. So what was one of the things that they did that was so genius? It was that they took these women and they put them in front of us um, and showed us that they got a lot of attention, a lot of attention. So as little girls, what do we think? We think, oh, you see, everybody wants to feel significant. If there's something that is true about human beings is we all want to feel significant and we all are significant. We were born being enough. If we weren't enough, the divine would have not brought us here. Just the fact that we incarnated, the fact that the crazy possibilities that your father's sperm met your mom's egg and created you is is crazy the circumstances everything that had to happen is insane you are here because you belong here because you deserve a place here because the divine brought you here you are enough so by them telling you that your significance and your enough comes from something that is outside of you is the biggest lie it's the biggest lie and it will keep you chasing that forever because if they tell you that that thing is out there, you will lose your life, your life force and everything trying to find it outside of you. And you will not be inspired to go inside of yourself, the place where it's truly found. So, you know, I I think that that is uh, a good introduction and and uh, and what really motivates me to do the work that I do, which is basically invite people inside themselves so that they can start, be- well, first waking up from all of these spells mm-hmm. and becoming experts in themselves as they learn to trust that they are enough, learn to trust their intuition, their innate intelligence, their instinct, and their own integrity their inner guides. And in saying that, you know, as, as I've been working with people, I've been a coach for 23 years in holistic health and fitness. Um, as I was working with my clients and I was getting to the root of the issue, and I'm going to tie this to all the things that I was saying before, um, people came to see me for very different reasons, very different reasons, weight loss, uh, stress, uh, degenerative health condition, you name it. And, you know, as a holistic health coach, my job is to get to the root of the issue. And at the surface, it may seem like all these people had very different issues. But what I realized is that they all had something in common and I had not found the language to describe it uh, until I read a book and I saw two words in that book, instinct injury. And what I realized was that myself, clients, family members, friends, pretty much everybody. We're in a state of instinct injury. And so what does that mean? Well, it means that we are walking around with a broken inner compass and we've forgotten. Well, we've been disconnected from ourselves and from our inner compass, from our inner guides, instinct, innate intelligence, intuition, integrity, and innate intelligence. And what happens is that when you disconnect from that and you can't trust yourself, um, you become infantilized. And when you're infantilized, so there's this the light side and the shadow side of, you know, the child energy. 
So the light side is the curiosity, the wonder, the humbleness, the, you know, like the magic, the exploration, that's the child. But there's also, you know, the shadow side of it is not wanting to own responsibility, um, you know, being childish, throwing tantrums, you know, all that, that we all know because we've all experienced it. It's archetypal. So what happens is that when you can't trust yourself, you get regressed to an infantilized state where you become childish and because you can't trust yourself, then what you do is you project authority outside of you uh, to surrogate mom and dad, government and, you know, any other institution to tell you how to live your life, because that way they will keep you safe. So what I saw in, you know, basically the collective is that uh, through a series of strategies that we can get into a little bit later, uh, and keeping people in a state of fear and in a state of disconnect. Uh, they've taught people that they can't trust themselves um, and they have made people reliant on external authority figures to guide them. So this is why my job is to invite people inside themselves so that they can become experts in themselves as they heal their relationship with their inner guides and repair that broken inner compass and learn to rely on their instinct, innate intelligence, intuition, and integrity. Instinct connects us to the natural world and the things that we need to thrive. You have thirst, water is out there. Your instinct will invite you to seek water um but through the spell casting they have tried to destroy that and tell you that if you're thirsty things go better with coke um so now you've disconnected from what we're meant to pursue in nature and now they give you a garbage sugary product that destroys you then you know you have the innate intelligence when you expose yourself to water and you quench that thirst your body's innate intelligence goes good job you feel good you know like okay so that you keep doing this um but what happens is that through a lot of the things that they have put in processed foods processed drinks um they are things that are designed to disconnect you from your body's regulatory systems that you know, tell you you're satisfied, that tell you, um, you know, like what's happening with your body when you expose yourself to something. And so people become disconnected from their innate intelligence and they eat all kinds of garbage and they can't feel the damage that this is causing in their bodies. But when our bodies are healthy, our body and your instinct healthy, you can recognize poison and reject it. I saw a video and it was awesome. Some dogs um, and uh, they... <laughs> They had like a little teddy bear and they had like a plate of uh, kibble. And so the teddy bear approaches the kibble and starts eating the kibble. And then the the, the person that's controlling the, the teddy bear just makes the teddy bear drop dead. And then the dog just looks at that and walks away from the kibble. And in some cases they had kibble in their mouth and then they drop the kibble out of their yeah. mouth. That's instinct healthy. See, it's a preservation instinct. But what's happened through the manipulation, through the repetitive imagery in media, through introducing things into your body that disconnect you from your body's innate intelligence and your body's biofeedback, you're now instinct injured. You can't recognize the predator. 
and the poison. So you poison yourself, you continue doing it. Um, and then you have your, I'm, I'm just doing a summary mm. of the inner guides because I think it's important to connect with them. Um, and then you have your intuition and uh, hello, gaslighting. So you perceive something <laughs> in your environment, in your gut. And since you're a little child, you're telling you that's nonsense. Trust me, I am your source. And so we have today a whole bunch of people that cannot trust their own two eyes, their ears and their own perception and their own bodies. And they rely on people that basically tell them, oh, no, what you're feeling, that's not true. Let me tell you what's really happening. Let me tell you a story. And then you have uh, people disconnecting from 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 their from their perception and from their intuition. And then finally, we have integrity. And you see, the thing is that if you're in an infantilized state, you have never self-explored. You don't know who you are. You don't know what your values are. And so anybody can come over and they can, you know, tell, give you money, give you uh, status, whatever. And because you don't know your limits and your boundaries, you don't know your values. You can't set limits and boundaries and you will breach your integrity over and over and over again. And you know, you want to know what disease is a violation of those four inner guides. When you violate your body, when you violate your own inner guidance, when you violate your own integrity over and over again, that's the recipe for dis-ease. So it's about us. If we want to take our power back, it's about reconnecting with our inner guides and stop lying to ourselves, blind signing ourselves and deceiving ourselves because it's, you know, like dressed up in in unicorn glitter and, uh, you know, and things go better with Coke and, and it has some kind of catchy slogan. So, you know, it's about us, you know, the, uh, removing the romantic energy that we have attached to all of these forms of poison, whether it's the poisonous cosmetic, the poisonous breast implants, the poisonous food, all the things that they have put in your environment and that water that you think is normal and that is just an attack against yourself. It's the ultimate instinct injury. You poisoning, harming, destructing yourself while thinking that this is going to give you status and, you know, like money and, you know, a position in this sick society. Mm-hmm. I think that that summarizes. Oh, it's completely spot on. Like I'm sitting here, I'm just like nodding away going, it's completely spot on. Like they've disconnected us so much from ourselves that um, we might as well start the next topic. It's like they've connected, they've disconnected us so much that you got people not knowing whether they're man or woman, whether they're gay, straight, bi, whether <laughs> there's so many like confusion agendas being played out here. It's like if you're confused then you're going to be easily manipulated to be whatever you're manipulated to be. It's like nourish that 100%. body that you've been getting. you got women putting breast implants in their breastal area. you got bloody women showing their asses on Instagram every, every day. you got bum plants and fillers and all these things. It's like where's the – like where are women going to – when? where is the natural – like where are the natural women at like – 
like women my age. Yeah. <laughs> one right here. But women, women my age group though, like there's a lot of fillers and asses on Instagram and implants and all these things. It's like, wow, we. I, I love it. I love it. Sorry that you've brought that up because, um, you know, like in my profile, I say 100% natural in four days. It will change from 45 year old to 46 year old. I have zero procedures, zero. And I worked in media and I'll tell my stories around that. But uh, what I wanted to say in relationship to uh, the breast implants that you were bringing up is that um, that's the perfect example of the instinct injury. If you think of the body, so your breasts are fatty tissue and it's endocrine tissue, meaning it produces hormones like estrogen. And so now you're going to put a capsule that is made of uh, silicone and that silicone is made up of like, maybe I think it's like 40 or 50 super toxic ingredients, heavy metals and all kinds of things. And you're going to put that in fatty tissue that produces hormones. And a lot of those chemicals are hormone disrupting chemicals. Yep. So you're putting it on that tissue. Now, the other thing about fat is that fat stores poisons. So the body has like this defense mechanism that when you're bringing in too many poisons into your body and your body doesn't have the capacity to deal with those poisons because you're in overload, uh, your body will put those poisons in the fat stores to protect your vital organs while you get a chance to detoxify that. Okay. But the abuse is just constant every day. So many different poisons. And they're always like, Oh, the poison makes the dose makes the poison. Uh, Yeah. But remember, there's such a thing as bioaccumulation, meaning that poisons accumulate in the body. So how can anybody be talking about dose making the poison when we don't know how much is already by accumulated in our, in our bodies. And there's some that pass through our bodies, but how do you know how much you've been exposed to that poison through some other means in your life? So anyway, so mm-hmm. the breast that now on top of that, so you have all these chemicals sitting there on fatty tissue. You've got your lymph nodes that are part of your cleansing system and that deliver or transport things through your body. So now you have that there and then you have your thymus which is part of your immune system right there as well. So I don't understand how somebody who studied physiology, anatomy, can be convinced by the manufacturers of these things that it's a good idea to put this into a woman's body and that there will be no side effects from this. And Mm -hmm. then not telling the women the potential side effects, denying them informed consent, and then when they get sick, gaslighting them and telling them it has nothing to do with their illness. I've had a number of clients that were very sick and have had to remove the breast implants because they were so sick. And then the cosmetic surgeons telling me, no, it's not the implants that are causing the problems. It's the most tested medical device. And you're like, oh my God. Mm. So the problem is created. These people that just regurgitate research don't even ask questions as to who funded that research, where it came from. There's so much corruption there. And then the girls, women, 
All they do is just look at the shiny picture on social media. 100%. And then like, oh my God, that's the path to happiness. The forever, right, the forever after life, she will get the attention, the guys, the money, the this, the that, and um, thyroid issues and gut disorders and add to the list. Go and talk to anyone. But they look good though, right? Yeah, they look good. Exactly. Exactly. So go talk to any of the of the girls that have experienced this nightmare. And the list of symptoms is like a laundry list. Yeah. It's insane. At first it, it doesn't exist. And then the women got together and the FDA, they held they held some hearings and now they've had to acknowledge that it is a problem from cancer to a whole bunch of other problems. What's yeah, it's just, it's it, it's sold as this shiny thing and you got like all these celebrities in, endorsing it, including porn stars and that too, to be like, well, this is what it takes to, to look beautiful. This is what it takes to be fame. And it was, it's spot on what you were saying before too, but there's one thing you and Jason didn't touch on that I've been wanting to ask you and I didn't even ask you off air. I want to ask you on air. What is your thoughts on these women getting on OnlyFans and selling themselves? Like well. that's, that's the ultimate like, yeah. What's your take on that? Let's just delve into that. <laughs> well, oh my God, it's 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 so much like it's that. Everywhere, that one is like yeah, it's it's it, it's everywhere, and there's so many layers to that. Yeah, there because, is because because it can and and one of the things that I want to say, as I am having these conversations, my observations are not to the girls that have fallen for this because they have been victimized Mm. my comments are towards the psychopaths that are doing this at the very top because even at the lower layers like the doctors don't even question it like they're just kind of like under their own share of mind control and and uh and um yeah and stockholm syndrome because if you look at their training, it's extremely abusive. They are sleep deprived. Uh, they're under these blue lights all the time. Mm-hmm. Huge stress environment. You know, like it's a form of mind control. And I think that it's um, it's purpose. Pur- uh, there's a purpose to that. Like there's like a badge of honor that they survived that. There's extreme loyalty to the abuser. So, and some people may get really, really triggered hearing that. And what I'd say is if this is your case, um, just sit with yourself and ask yourself, um, if you are teaching health, um, how can you teach health when you're in an environment that is a complete negation of health, where you're sleep deprived, where you're in an environment where the food where they sell or promote is garbage. Like I've seen McDonald's in children's hospitals, for example, and the whole staff eating there. Yep. Um, where, where there's blue lights everywhere and we know how disruptive they are, et cetera, et cetera. So let's my glasses right here. You can see it bouncing off. If you're watching on YouTube and rumble, you can see it bouncing off my glasses right now. The the blue light off my computer. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I've got an efflux, uh, filter on, uh, on my screen. So, you know, and, and ask yourself, is that the path to health. Yep. You know, so they don't understand health. They don't live it. In order to understand health, it's not about reading books. 
It's about embodying it. It's 100%. about becoming healthy. You cannot give what you have not experienced. And health does not come from a pill or a surgery. You know, and by the way, in saying all that, is an emergency room necessary? Absolutely. If you have an accident, et cetera, right? And, you know, the drug and the surgery or whatever is need to done, it needs to be done to help you with that. But most of the diseases, et cetera, that we have today are lifestyle uh, induced. Okay. There are people being poisoned and also they're an effect of people being under um, chronic stress in survival mode and in a fight or flight response. And that can set off a whole effect of uh, things within the body that disrupt it and create, you know, um, symptoms that we pathologize and we label and then people get attached to those labels and my fibromyalgia and my this and my that. So that's, that's just at a whole other level. But, you know, going back to this, this is not against any of the girls that have fallen for this. Um, this is a comment against the people that are, are orchestrating all this because this is all part of an agenda. And like you were saying, it's also tied to the confusion with the genders, with that I hate myself, I am in the wrong body. And let me just put this out there. Your body is your home. Your body is the place where you live, where you're going to spend your whole life not feeling safe in your own skin, not feeling comfortable in your own skin is the greatest form of health. Because it doesn't matter how much money you have, it doesn't matter how much um, uh, praise yeah. and yeah. how much you have. If you're not at ease and feeling happy and safe in your own home your body then i don't know what to say mm. from there where are you going to feel safe yeah so if they make you hate your gender if they make you hate your form do you know what a lot of uh so my husband owns a, a um the FMA Strength Institute in Aussie, his name is Mark Buckley, and he, um, he's he been educating fitness professionals for decades. And, um, and like, we see the painful relationship that people have with body image. Oh, yeah. You know, and, and just how much, um, you know, even trainers, like, like even the professionals have this painful relationship with body image. It's not just in the schools that people are being taught, you know, that their gender is wrong, but it's also like through the fitness industry and through the media and through every message 100%. that you get is that you're flawed. So, and, 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 and if you're flawed, if you're not comfortable in your own skin, like, where where do you go from there? How, where are you going to find the comfort? So this is why my invitation is come back into yourself. Yeah. Reconnect with your body. Reconnect with your inner guidance. Learn to trust yourself. Learn to trust your perception. Parent yourself. Instead of being infantilized and having all of these psychopaths playing mommy and daddy figure by showing you, who, you know, like who you need to be. You are 
you, you, you have a unique fingerprint. Your ears are unique. Nobody has ears like you. Nobody has the expression that you came here to embody. Nobody. And when we try to dismiss that so that we can conform with the psychopathic petri dish that they They've put us in and they call culture, you know, like, like little bugs, you know, like we're, we're <laughs> like this little culture, like that is the biggest slap in the face to the divine hundred and to your own being and to your own soul. So inviting you or encouraging you or seducing you to hate yourself, your gender, your body, your, um, you know, like your creativity and reject it, you know, all this, that's, that's some high level sorcery. And let's call it for what it is. We we call it mind control, you know, like uh we we give it the the logical, rational, sciencey, you know, um term. But this is witchcraft, 100%. this is sorcery. <laughs> it destroys women physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, intuitively, energetically, like beauty. The way that is being presented is weaponized. And I, you know, like if we talk about archetypes, the archetype of Venus, uh, Aphrodite, the goddesses of beauty, there's a light side to it. Nature is beautiful. Nature is beautiful. Women are beautiful. They're, we are the muse. The, the givers of life. We birth life. Right. We birth life and we have that sexual energy yes. that allows us to bring life into this world. That's how powerful that energy is. And these people know it. Oh, so yeah. what they do is they use that energy to sexualize you so that you start lowering your vibration as you start engaging in certain practices. And, you know, like the lower your vibration the the more of a slave you're going to become to these people so they will use pornography and this brings us to your question <laughs> about the only fans but i needed to give them that whole that's yeah, fun you know, like, yeah so it leads women to one thinking that what's gonna make them happy is to have male attention so some women will do it for that that's a big one yeah and Hello, daddy issues. Yep. And I will say this to guys. You all think that your kinky girl is really kinky? No, your kinky girl is really needy. She's hurting. And she thinks that she needs to devalue herself so that she can get attention, which she equates to love. You don't have a kinky girl. You have a wounded girl a girl who's hurting. So if we take the romantic, you know, like everybody romanticizes these things, you know, and tells themselves stories. I'm empowered because no, 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 my love. I've fallen for the promiscuous sexualized agenda, sorry, agenda, you know, uh, back in the day. And it's not fun. It doesn't make you popular. It doesn't make you, um desirable it doesn't it devalues you 
in the eyes of the male and in your own eyes. Nailed. So spot on. Yeah. So if you need attention, the first attention and the one that really matters is the attention that you give yourself. This is about doing little girl work. And the reason why my name is Jimena, but I call myself Himi. That's what everybody called me when I was a little girl. And my journey has been about rescuing my little girl because nobody was going to rescue her. And I needed to drop all the surrogate parent figures that led me on a path of pain, you know, which was necessary. Let me just say it was necessary. Had I not gone through all of that, I would not be sitting here having this conversation with you. I would not have the empathy and the compassion for the women that are going through this, because what I'm telling you, I didn't read in a book. I've experienced, I've witnessed in myself, in clients, and I see it in the collective. So if it's about male attention, learn to give yourself attention. And what you'll realize when you do that is you don't need male attention. What will happen is that because you see yourself, your soulmate will see you. And that male will be inspired to come in, connect with you, and want to protect you. Not devalue you. So I, I, I just want to talk to you from the bottom of my heart. If you're listening and you are participating in any of this agenda, be it through OnlyFans, be it through whatever it is. You're in pain and I can see right through you. And this is about an invitation to heal from that pain because what's going to happen is if you continue pursuing, um, if you continue pursuing attention through being overly sexualized or too kinky because you think that if you're not that kinky and if you don't, you know, provide all this for the male, the male is going to take attention from you and give it to somebody that does participate in that. Um, what's going to happen is that you're going to start going down into a more degrading, 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 degrading place until you get to yourself to a place that is very hard to come back from. I'm blessed that I didn't reach that place, but I've seen it in many people. So you are enough. You were born being enough. You are a child of the divine. And it's up to you to activate your mystical mother and your mystical father so you can reparent yourself and call your soul back. So that's what I will say in relationship to if you're doing it from the energy of um, wanting male attention to boost your ego um, and what it really means. And there's many layers mm. we could that that could be a subject on its own. Yep. But I'm, I, we're touching on many different subjects, so I'm going to have to leave that one there. We'll get and you then, back on and talk about that. Uh, I'll get you back on for part two and we'll delve into that. Yeah. And then if you're doing it for money, um, I can understand 
that as well, because we are going through some very tough times. And after the 2020 shit show, I know that a lot of uh, women were in a very difficult situation. And, uh, and I also know that when you make easy money, um, it's not dignified money and it doesn't feel the same. You may think it feels the same because you go out and you buy things that you think give, give you status and you decorate yourself with brands and you decorate yourself with makeup and things and that, and you're just building a facade. 100%. But money that is not dignified hurts because at the end of the day, you know that you are activating the prostitute archetype. And by the way, is the prostitute archetype only in women who are using their body and selling their body? No, a CEO who is selling their soul for money, prestige, they're activating their prostitute archetype. Somebody in media who's lying for money they're, or, or prestige or whatever, they're activating their prostitute archetype. I'm not calling you a prostitute, just so that we're clear. What I'm saying is that um, there's an archetype. We all have the prostitute archetype. And let's just think about any time in your life that you have sold your integrity. Remember one of your inner guides in order to get something in the outside world. And you couldn't say no. When you're people pleasing, you may feel like, oh, okay, this feels good. But then when you walk away, you feel like a rape victim. And guess what? You've just raped yourself. So this is about the constant self-rape of your integrity. And the question is, what is your magic? What do you have to offer to this world? Because you came here with so many gifts. What is it that you are not exploring and not pursuing because you have been seduced by the idea of easy money? And I come from a country where there was a lot of drug dealing. And in my water, in my environment, there was a lot of easy money of people that I know. And it does not lead to fulfillment. It does not lead to self-respect. It's painful. It's just about deepening the pain, the disconnect, et cetera. It just like any other, it becomes like a drug, by the way. And then you get disconnected from dignified work and dignified money, which is sharing the talents and the gifts that you have to share. Remember I was saying, nobody will ever be you. Nobody will ever express itself as you hear and you are a divine creature that came here to contribute to this world that is getting so lost and you have some ingredients some magic inside of you that you came here to contribute at this time and i guarantee you it's not an only fans or you know prostituting yourself and if you have children and you're doing it to feed your children. Listen, I don't have children. I don't know what it's like to see my child go hungry. I don't. Okay, so I'm not going to say right, wrong. You know, there's many circumstances. There's many reasons why people do certain things. You know, there's a reason why it's the oldest profession. 
you know, like selling the body. Like I, you know, I, I, I have all the empathy and the compassion for your situation. And at the same time, I will tell you this, you are magic. And there is some other thing that you could be doing to contribute to humanity. We all need you. We all need each other right now. So, and, you know, and, and in saying on that, I do want to say uh, something that I thought that I think is, you know, like it, um, it, it had me thinking. Um, and I heard a lady speaking who was a prostitute, a professional prostitute. And she said that um, she decided to come into this profession because her heart had been broken and she wanted to take revenge of men. So she just wanted to take their money. So there's many reasons mm. why somebody could end up, you know, in, in prostitution or in selling their body through imagery or whatever it is. Um, and then she said something. And then I started talking to these men. And these men were lonely. These men were sad. And then I started to realize that I was a healer. And I was listening to that woman. And at that moment, my heart went out for all the men that are feeling excluded, that are feeling emasculated, that are feeling, etc. Like everything that these people have created, have created this reality that we're experiencing. So I'm speaking with compassion and empathy for the people that are participating, the people that are using, there's lessons there for everybody to learn. And the question is, what can we do as a society so that people don't have to be in this place. Hmm. That's that's I guess the question. And and the other thing that I will say is, you know, I I, I have the way I communicate can come across as being strong. Um, but what I want to say is this is not an invitation for you to connect with shame and fear because that will lower your vibration. And that's actually what keeps people trapped in these behaviors. They become addicted to shame and fear and they keep putting themselves in the position that, you know, perpetuates the shame and the fear. So this is not about shaming you and this is not about scaring you. This is about inspiring you mm. to connect with, you know, the magic that you came here to contribute. And how can you, you know, now inspire, maybe if you've been in that world, how can you now inspire other women and talk to them? And maybe open up a podcast and, you know, and help women come out of this world. Maybe that's what you came to, to do here. And maybe that's why you had to experience that. Does that make sense? So everything has purpose and everything has light and everything has shadow. And the question is, okay, you've had your experiences. Now, what can you do with it? How can you help people with that pain? percent. So I don't know how you feel about like the whole spectrum that we covered and there's more layers, but <laughs> just in, in those two. That's spot on. I'm just sitting here listening. And it's just like, it's awesome. It's just awesome advice. And it's absolutely spot on too. Like even like when you were talking about um, the man and then, and the woman, like the uh, kinky girls, a hundred percent that that woman's broken. Like, She's so hurting. She's sorry, okay. Sorry. Yeah, such powerful stuff and such a powerful message for any um, young woman or any woman out there that's that's um, that's currently listening or um, watching. Like it's just so powerful. I've got I'm actually lost for words. I'm just sitting here, just captivated and just 
soaking it in like a sponge because it's so true. And um, but there is always, as I always say too, uh, Himi, uh, Himi, there's always a way out, and there's the a way, way out. out is always within. You're not outsourcing your power to anyone else, to a male figure, to a doctor, to a therapist, to anything. That the the best way is to, is to go within. And if you and I also see it as like the best teachers are the ones that have lived that life. So yep. help you go within if you're struggling to to go within. Find someone that's lived that life that you've currently lived that you want a way out of. It's always find the best help from someone that's lived it and always go and they can show you to go within because that's where all your answers are and that's where your hidden magic is. 100%. 100%. It's, it's inside. It's not outside. And, you know, like um, when people connect with regret, one of my mentors, his name is John McMullen, he said, regret is looking at yesterday's choices with today's values. And, you know, and then there's something else that I want to share and it's that, we oftentimes have to experience what isn't disrespecting ourselves so that we can become inspired to connect with what is self-respect. So it's an archetypal journey. We all go through processes where we disrespect ourselves. We disrespect our body. We disrespect, you know, like people around us, et cetera. And then that leads down a path of a sequence of consequences. And, you know, like we want to ask ourselves, are these consequences that I want to live with? And if they're not, well, then we get to make different choices. And that's the way out. 100%. It's different choices. So this, again, is not about shaming anybody for yeah. the breast implants, for the OnlyFans, for the porn, for the just know that, um, you know, chances are you're under mind control. And it's layered too. Like, I, know, I think it's its own separate entity. Like, I think these women are being taken over. That's a whole other topic for another whole other time. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. A bit, be a bit woo woo. Yeah, like, because, on these because TikTok. Yeah, that's important. That's important that you feel like they've been taken over. And oh yeah. I'm going to. I, I would. I would agree with that statement. And uh, and I will say that. Remember how I said that? The more you start degrading yourself, the more that you start lowering your vibration. Yeah. These things can come and, in. Right. And then um, you start weakening your energy field and you become vulnerable for energetic attacks. And it's like energetic parasites. And then they will start. And, and, and also think of this. I speak about sexual power and it is definitely not in the context that most people think of sexual power, which is to basically spread your legs to anyone that comes over. Sexual power is actually having the ability to say no, set healthy limits and boundaries, and choose how you're going to respect your body and how you're going to honor yourself and your partner. And I never thought of it that way before. I thought that somebody who thought like that was a prude. And now I see it in a very, very different way. Your, your vagina is a sacred space. It really is. And the tissues there are highly absorbent. Not only do they absorb, you know, whatever is like in the, in, in the environment that goes in there, 
um, but also the energy of the person that you're sleeping with. And I've had experiences where I've slept with someone and then I've had thoughts and I'm like, where are those thoughts coming from? Or these feelings? Time for the mile too. Yeah, you take on, it's an exchange. Yes, it is. It's an exchange. So don't sleep with somebody that you don't want to be. Don't, and, and the energetic debris that is left in your energy field, you know, after you've had encounters with a whole bunch of people, like what thoughts are they having? Look at USB going in a computer, like you're downloading that other person's shit, aren't you, really? Totally, totally. That's a perfect my, analogy. My old lifestyle, I can add from a male perspective here, this is a good topic. My old lifestyle, I was sleeping around quite a lot. So I had a lot of thoughts that weren't my own. And it took me to go and see an energy healer to be like, she's like, you slept around, didn't you? Like she didn't even, I didn't know, oh, I did know her, but um, she didn't know, like she was t- super tapped in. She's like, you slept around. I'm like, 100% I did. She's like, well, none of like, some of the stuff you've carried is not even yours. Like, like I had, I was, I was on, on, on a table just like shedding some stuff that wasn't mine that I picked up from sleeping with different women. Like, yeah, it's yeah. powerful stuff. And yeah, it's 100% sacred. And it's that back to the like making of love. It's like right. the men and, and, come and together to make love or or create life. Right. And it's and it's think about this. And what are the thoughts that your partner is having while they're having sex with you? Because they're imprint imprinting you with that energy. 100%. So there's this, there's this, and I'm gonna try to see if I can take this woo-woo stuff to a more logical, rational context. Go for it. So there's there was this researcher, his name was Masaru Imoto. And uh, he did work with water. So he would basically take water, uh, freeze it, and then he would um, expose the water to different messages. So um, the reason why we call um, writing spelling is you're putting out energy, like you're spell casting through your words, through the energy. Everything is energy. Everything is vibration. So he would write certain words on the water and then he would take images of the oh, water. Yeah. I've seen this. And right. And then when you look at the pictures of, for example, what happens to the water when you say you fool versus love. Yeah. yeah. The water takes structure when you say love. It's like sacred geometry. There's harmony. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When there's you fool, etc., there's incoherence and your body is 70 percent water roughly so your thoughts are constantly structuring i guess the water in your body because i always talk to are... my yeah i always talk to my water before i drink it's like i love right? you i say something nice before i drink Correct. that water. it's like i set an intention Right. Yeah. And yeah, then yeah. it's the inner and then it's the inner conversation that you have um, with yourself once that water has entered your body into the water that is that you are. And then imagine having sex with somebody and whatever is going on through their energy field, their their mind, their everything, and they are you you're getting an imprint of that in your cells in yourself so like think really really 
think about this and, and I'll say something else. Um, some women say, Oh, like, I just want to have sex. I don't want to have a relationship. Men say that too. <laughs> I, I'm going to quote, I'm going to quote something from Dostoevsky above all, do not lie to yourself. Yeah. So like what, what who's talking? Is it the trauma from a broken heart from sexual abuse from any of that, which is fear of intimacy. Is it, I want to be perceived as being liberal and sexy and fun. I don't want to give a person indication that I'm interested. So I'll facade and I'll pretend that I don't want this when I actually do want this. I mean, you pick uh, your layer of this. Mm. Um, and we, we want to bond. We want to connect because, you know, like we want to create life with another human. I don't have children. I chose not to have children. Um, however, you know, I do understand that part of our sexual power, a huge part of our sexual power is about bringing life into this world. What energy are you creating that life with? What is the energy of the exchange between you and your partner? Is it a porn-based energy? Is that what you are now bringing into this world, that energy? Or are you really connecting at a heart level with another person at a physical level, enjoying connecting with the pleasure? Like you've been given some, you know, like very sensitive parts in your body that allow you to explore pleasure and to connect with it, you know? So it's about you getting to know your body, you getting to know your partner, you guys having this camaraderie, this connection, this intimacy, this playfulness, this, this magic. And, 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 and you don't have that. And that's making love. 100%. And that's making love. I was talking in Jason's interview that I learned from a, an incredible uh, lady. Her name is Sajiva Urtado. So she does a lot of work with sex and helping people heal from sexual trauma and, you know, and things like that. Women in particular, she does a few things with them, but it's mostly women. And um, she explains that men are electric, women are magnetic. And that when we have, uh, we make love, we have an intimate connection, the male penetrates with their genitalia. And then we draw that energy through our uterus and we bring it up to our heart. And then we penetrate the male with our heart. They receive that energy. They bring it up to their mind and then they bring it down into their heart. And then, sorry, we, we, we receive it with our, with our mind. We then bring it down to our heart and then we penetrate them. And then the cycle creates innate and it's a connection of energy and electromagnetic field. It's love. It's an exchange of energy and it's a beautiful thing. And one of the things that they've done and they, that they do through pornography is that they trap the male in its mind and yes. its penis. And it takes the heart out of the equation. It yeah. takes the female and then it turns the female into a porn star. And so she's all concerned about her lips and her butt and that he doesn't see that she has cellulite and that she's really kinky. So she's too worried about all that. Yep. And she's not connecting with her heart to penetrate the male and melt that male's barriers, that male's pain. You see, 
sex is healing. We are sexual healers or we are sexual sorcerers. Hmm. So I think that that's really, really, um, really important to, to connect with and, you know, and ask ourselves, how do we want to use our sexual power to seduce, manipulate? I'm going to, I'm going to close that part with this. So I love Native American um, cultures and just all indigenous cultures because they're so wise. Yep. And there's a quote uh, from, and I'm going to paraphrase it, but it's something along the lines of uh, the highest calling of a male is to keep a woman safe so that she can run free through the prairie. A man's lowest calling is to force his way into the life of a woman. And then it says a woman's highest calling is to bring a man closer to his soul. A woman's lowest calling is to leave a man basically heartbroken and wandering like soulless because she's coming through the energy of seduction to manipulate, to, you know, engage in a controlled drama to feel significant and then seduces the male and then leaves cheats etc etc and breaks the male's heart and i've dated a lot of men throughout my life i've had a lot of boyfriends and a lot of them were so hurting in their hearts because of situations like this so we are meant to be the the heart the connection we're not meant to sever men's or wound men's hearts and i've done it too like i thought that i was so cool you know, because, you know, I was this femme fatale and, you know, all that garbage. And then I had to live with the consequences of knowing the harm that I engaged with and how I disrespected myself and then disrespected men. So it's about me. And and I'll say this. We'll finish on this. Yeah. If we want to heal, I I, want to close with this because I think it's going to be so beautiful. Go for it. If you learn to respect your feminine energy, and you learn to respect your masculine energy because we both have both inside of us, then we will be able to connect with people and learn to respect women and men outside of us. Respect starts with us. You can't say, oh, I'm going to do this and I'm going to respect you. Like I'm going to cheat on him because I respect him. Uh, Or I'm going to um, you know, harm my body because I respect myself. You can say it in the name of love. You can say, oh yeah, I'm going to have some, I don't know, uh, wine after I've been tired all day because I'm going to love myself. Can you say that? And you know that you feel like crap after you drink it and say, I'm going to have wine because I respect myself. Well, and the same token, you know, like what I would say is just every time you're going to do something, ask yourself, am I respecting myself? If you are, you're respecting the people around you. Well said. So am I respecting myself? Am I respecting others? And I think that that's how we start breaking the spells. The spell is of disrespect. Yeah. Respect yourself, respect others. That's an awesome way to finish an awesome chat with an awesome person. Um, <laughs> thank you so much for responding to my email last week and jumping on for that chat. Like you're a wealth of knowledge, a wealth of um, experience and as a man listening to that, it's just made me understand the feminine energy so, so much more on a deeper level. So I thank you for sharing all of that today. I really do. You've sort of helped me as well, even though I'm a man. So 
Oh, well, thank you for connecting with me and the message that I shared through Jason's podcast. And thank you for having me and for sharing this and creating this space and inviting all these people that listen to you through your programs and uh, through your podcast um, so that they can heal themselves. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for those kind words. If there's a young woman out there that's 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 listening and um, you're a wealth of knowledge, so I'm sure you'll come up with something great. There's a young woman listening to this and they've just had a little light bulb moment going, oh, they've had the old shit moment. I, I call it mm. the old shit moment. What would you say to that young woman to start their journey? To start um, their journey towards something better or, you know. Well, you know, um, as I said, the first thing is, um, self-respect that do everything from ask yourself, is this respecting me? Because it'll start activating your inner compass. And then the other thing is I have a book, uh, that's available for free. It's called power. And it's, uh, it's the introduction to my program and it's about reparenting yourself. Put a link at the bottom. To call your power. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so they can start calling um, themselves back and starting to reframe uh, a lot of this. So yeah, that and that one is uh, for free, and I've made it free because I want everybody to have access to that information. And speaking of that, where can people find you? I know we'll put the links to you in the bottom, but where can people find you if they want to reach Bomb- out? I'm sure, there'll be some. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's Bombshell Formula on Instagram. Yeah. I love your Instagram page. Everyone follow it. It's awesome. If you have Instagram and social media, uh, yeah, no, her Instagram is awesome. A lot of awesome information on there. She's dancing and she's very vibrant. And yeah, I love I've loved looking at your content the last couple of days. It's been good. Thank you so much, Nate. I really Thanks appreciate everything you do. Thank you. Thanks for jumping on. This has been the Breaking Free Podcast. I'm your host, Nathan Francis. Thank you for listening and watching wherever in the world you are. I'm going to get uh, Himmy back on for part two. Uh, down, down down the road because of what she shared today. We want to go even deeper. So we'll get you back on for part two. So we'll stay in touch. Um, thank you so much for, for jumping on. Thanks for listening and watching. Uh, reach out to um, Himi. She's a wealth of knowledge and she's awesome. And uh, yeah, just reach out to her. And there's always a way out and it starts within. So that's how I'll finish too. So thank you so much for today. That was awesome. All right. See you guys soon.